I want people to, and for, and it's selfish too. Like I want to feel like connected and I want to feel, I want to know what other people's stories are and their journeys. And the more I, the more people speak and they open up about these things, the more comfortable you actually get. Cause you realize everybody is doing the same thing, you know, like they're, it's so relatable. And then you're like, Whoa, I'm not weird. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Main and Tail, Karen. We love Main and Tail. We love Main and Tail. We absolutely love Main and Tail. You know who else loves Main and Tail, Karen? Caroline Martin. Caroline Martin. Caroline is on with us. I think I'm the number one fan, to be honest, guys. I swear, I've been using the product since I was seven years old. And they're actually a local company uh, where I live in Pennsylvania. So they really have a special place in my heart. And people would not believe the amount of products they make. You know, you always think mane and tail, the shampoo and conditioner. Well, they make the tangler. They make this killer shine-on spray that makes the horse's coat look amazing. They have spray and braid. They have everything. You don't have to go anywhere else to buy products. They're affordable. They're a family-run company. Like, and they're just the nicest group of people. So I could not think of a better company to go out and support. So if you have a horse, please only buy Mane and Tail. They're just, they go above and beyond and they give back so much to the community. So they're, they're honestly the best company I've ever worked with. So we love them. Yeah, we, we, we love them and that's all I use. Yep, that's, that's all we. That's what gives me my shine in my hair. So, so do you use it in your own hair? Yeah, yes. absolutely. I, you use it in your own I use I. <laughs> Even our dogs use it. Even our dogs, absolutely. Well, we have one dog with really oh. bad hair, Carolina. So he uses the uh, the the Protect line stuff because he has bad coat. So it fixes oh. him right up. Yep. So see, just another benefit of mane tail. They seriously, they make anything you need so absolutely and nothing would test nothing with drug tests there's they just go above and beyond they are the best so all right well thanks a lot main and tail and thank you caroline for joining us for that little spot triple crown feed oh Karen. yeah triple crown big fans of triple crown feed they have tons of, of great products out there mm-hmm. premium stuff Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown Feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com. Triplecrownfeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Triplecrownfeed.com. They have a great feed locator. They have a great feed com- comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feed's website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. I am loving my new Monaco wedges by Fairfax and Favor. Yes, I saw them on your Tootsies the other day. They are very, very cute. Karen. And not only cute, but they're also very comfortable. Yeah, so they have a couple of really cool details, as all Fairfax and Favor shoes have, Karen. So what are some of the cute little details you'll find on these shoes? So mine is the navy blue suede, and they have a navy blue tassel on the heel in the very mm-hmm. back. And they also have the Fairfax and Favor shield their logo embossed in the front yeah very very well done very tasteful but they definitely stand out they're set apart from other wedges out there they sure are the tassel is a signature of fairfax and favor so 
that and the shield. So it's very cool that they incorporate them. And are they comfortable? How do they feel? Very comfortable. I could wear them all day. That's fantastic. And that's important for you. And so how do people find out more, Karen? They can go to fairfaxandfavor.com. Trish Scott's got us covered and she can cover you. Trish is on with us to talk about equine mortality and medical coverages, which there's a lot of changes, Trish. So tell us what's going on in the industry right now and how can you help people? Yeah, there's a lot of changes going on in the equine mortality medical coverage right now. And I just wanted to put the word out there that we don't have to be afraid. Changes are coming. Right now, the biggest one is Great American is not offering any medical coverage to any renewals or new business. Thing is with our ventures, they're the one of the top three rated horses for, um, you know, for mortality. So it's a very unique breed of animal, very unique training. So we need to make sure that your policy is covered. Um, I have access to some of the top rated carriers right now. They are all offering full mortality, medical, surgical, any coverage is needed for our ventures. Don't worry about it. Just give me a call. I'd be more than happy to walk through your current policy and make sure that your renewal is covering your horse. Not a problem. Just give me a call. I'm always available. 484-319-8923. Cooler weather is just around the corner, so don't let your horse get caught in the cold. Yeah, a turtleneck has your horse's clothing needs covered, Karen. They sure do. Don't let your horse get caught out in the cold on that first cold night of the season. Now is the time to shop and purchase your fall and winter blankets, Karen. So how do people learn more? So for sizing and temperature guidelines, you can go to turtleneck.biz. Running Goat is doing out-of-wear separates for the first time with the launch of their bib overalls and jackets, as well as some new colors in their schooling collection. Pre-orders are live now and will ship to customers October 1st. Go to redandgoatequestrian.com and use MLE10 at checkout to save 10%. Uh, let's get this thing all going. Right. Been, we're doing all the good laughs before the show even starts. <laughs> I know. Here we go. All right. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, super excited for today's Major League Event Podcast. I know. We love this guest. We're having our old friend. We're having lots of laughs and we're like, we might as well just get this thing started because <laughs> yeah. we're spending, we're, we're laughing away. We're going to have like, we would have just kept chatting. So um, in... This is a third time returning guest mm-hmm. here, and um, every year September is International Podcast Month, and September 30th is the official International Podcasting Day. Right. So for anyone that's listening, um, you know you you listen to our show, and most people listen to podcasts. Listen to seven other podcasts. So we've had a partnership with the folks over at Ride IQ for, for a few months now where we kind of help cross-promote each other. And one of my favorite shows that they have is the Instride podcast. And we have the host of that podcast, Karen. I know. Excited. She goes by one name, Karen. Just one name. Sinead. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we. for me, I just like everything simple. So the one name thing, <laughs> people ask me, How, what name are we using? And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know my own name. Let's just go with one. <laughs> I think, okay, so you were on episode 83 and episode one. 46. And yep. I think every time we give her, we announce her with a different name, Karen. So that's the first <laughs> any guest we've had. <laughs> It's fine. I go by a lot of names. I've been called a lot worse. She's like, she's like Prince. Yes, yes. Single name. I love Soon it. I will just be a symbol. So, you know, the fun thing is, I think, you know, we've had you on this the third time. And um, obviously, we've gotten to know you through it being a guest. And then 
now I get to listen to you on the podcast. And, you know, you really do when you listen to a podcast, you really do feel like you get to know the the, the host that you're listening to. So it's been fun to kind of get to know you a little bit more even that way. And the funny thing is, I feel like I know Sinead. We've never met in person, I don't think, Karen. I don't think so. I don't think we've ever met in person. So I feel like old friends, but. (laughs) Isn't that the funniest thing? Because it's even, I was thinking about this yesterday because um, I was talking to Jessa and Kinsey um, and we were chatting about something and I realized the same thing. Like we've never met in person. Like I haven't met them in person and like the same thing with you guys. And I still feel like. Even if, like, if you walked into the house tomorrow, it wouldn't be like we had met for the first time. I'd be like, oh, yeah, hey, guys, come on in. You know, like, everybody, you just feel like you get to know know people so well. So it's bizarre that we actually haven't met in real life because I feel the same. And from listening to your podcast and all the great interviews you do with your guests, and um, you always get to know not only the guests, but, again, occurring theme and people's likes and dislikes and everything about them, which is really fun. I mean, that's when it's nice to keep having your regular, I didn't realize everyone like a stat was the seven, seven different podcasts. Is that, yeah, is that, that that's a little, the, stat. The, the, the average is <laughs> if a podcast listener listens to seven podcasts regularly, mm. like they have seven and their favorites in their rotation. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's why with podcasting, it's so cool that it, it, it's really, um, I mean, obviously the, the p- people are competitive in a way, but like yeah, everyone wants to be the best or, but the cool thing with podcasting is like your show's once a week and it's an hour, two hours. Our show's once yeah. a week. It's an hour, two hours, uh, you know, practical horseman, you know, all the horse radio network mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is I just don't listen to regular radio anymore. I either right. listen to audiobooks mm-hmm. or podcasts and, um, totally. you know, so I'm at the gym every day for two hours. I listen to podcasts, you know, like I, I probably listen to 15 podcasts regularly. But, but the Mm -hmm. average is like seven. So that's, what's kind of cool. And that's why we try to promote the, every September, we try to bring on some other podcasters. Mm -hmm. Last year Mm -hmm. we had John and Rick on, um, you know, because it's not competitive for us at all. Like we, we do our show when we started our show, we tried to do a different thing, come from a fan's perspective Mm -hmm. and, um, and you guys do a totally different show and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone does their own thing and there's plenty of room in the pool for everybody. So. Well, I love, I mean, I, I remember, I mean, it must've been a couple of years ago. How long, how long have you guys been going now? Oh, well, I think, I think almost five years. Has it been five years? I think so. Mm. Well, we're at episode two. Uh, I think you'll be like in like the two thirty somethings. So if we That's did one wild. every week. Yeah. So what's that math? Yeah. Almost five years, right? 52 weeks in a year, 52, yeah. 52, 104. Yeah. 104 times two is 208 and we're at like 230, 240 something. So wow. that's incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was like trying to remember when I first started listening to your podcast, but for me, it could be like a month ago or 10 years ago. It's all the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I remember being so interested because it was such a different um, conversation than what I had listened to before. And you guys were interviewing people that I knew very well. And in the first 10 minutes I was hearing things I'd never, I didn't know at all about them, which is really it's really fun and it's really organic. So it's, it keeps you listening. And I remember, I think I, I turned something on, I was driving to chat Hills and that's a really boring drive. And I, I honestly got there and I still sat in the car because I wanted to finish the end of the podcast. And I'd already been in the car for like seven hours. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I gotta, I gotta know what happens. (laughs) I, I, 
I give kudos to anyone that can listen to my voice for more than five minutes. I do all the editing and I have to sit there and listen to my own voice. And it's, it's, it was hard to first, I think after the first hundred episodes, I got used to just blanking out my own voice, but I hate my voice. And I think most people do, but. I listen to you all the time. Well, <laughs> I think Karen, Karen agrees with me too. Yes. Oh, yes. She, has to, she has to live with this. <laughs> so what we do? Yeah, but and she doesn't get to edit in real life. No, I guess. no, yeah. So no, I get to no. do all that. And then you know, the nice thing is, uh, I, and I like. Uh, uh, it might sound like a control freak thing, but I enjoy. Um, I enjoy being in personal control of the edit of the podcast because um, I would never want myself to sound dumb. You know, so I always cut out all my, I'm afraid if I ever handed over the controls to someone else to edit, all the dumb stuff I say would stay in. It says, I would love to pay someone to edit this, but I just say too much dumb stuff and I have, I just can't can't give it away. I trust no one. (laughs) I love it. I love it. A lot of times we have guests and before we, uh, we, before we have people launch in I'll say, Hey, listen, we have a safety net. If you don't want something in the show, we can cut it out. And, um, and then I kind of, a lot of times I say, for a fee. So, yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. So that's a small fee. People say, how do you make money in podcasts and record people saying things they don't want to add on the air? And Right. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're like, just ignore that, you know, that live sign over there. You can say whatever you want. It's a safe space. Except it's not. And then I hold that ransom. <laughs> Nah, just kidding. I've never charged anyone. But we have gotten some good stuff that we've had to cut out. Yeah. One of the best stories we ever had on the show was uh, Robin Walker mm-hmm. was on the show and he told the best story ever. And it was clean. There was nothing wrong with yeah, it. But it, as soon as he got done telling it, he says, but you can't share any of that story. And we're like, <gasps> man. Are you serious? Yeah. And it was uh, fantastic. It was nothing bad yeah, about the story. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, great it was a great story. But. So funny. Those are the tough that ones. I ha- yeah, there's, there's one or two people that I've really wanted to have on, but there are people that I know well enough that they would do exactly that, that they would ha- like, you know, it would be amazing and there'd be all this insight. And then I know I'd get a phone call like right after we're done saying, actually, you can't use any of that. And it just <sighs> would pain me so much, you know, that I, I haven't gone down that road. Um, but uh, I get it. Some people are you know, pretty, it's hard, you know, like it it is, you want people to be vulnerable and talk about things and, you know, give you some insight to stuff, but it's not, I mean, vulnerability, like anything, it's not the easiest trait for people, you know, and especially when you, in our lifestyles, the business and personal stuff is so blurred. It's hard to figure out where those lines are all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of, it's, it can, it can be a little bit um, of a gray area. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, how did you get into podcasting? Um, well, you know, it's it's interesting. I like I I enjoyed, I obviously enjoyed listening to podcasts and being on podcasts. Um, and then I have a a friend um in Wisconsin who um ran um a, a thing called the Horseman's University, <clears throat> and he kind of did his own gig and his own podcast, and he stayed with us kind of do stuff here. Um, and we had chatted about it, but then when I actually looked into it, I mean, it's really not easy <laughs> to set up, you know, like you guys have done such an amazing job, but like, I mean, the, the workload on the backside, as far as the editing and then having your own, um, network of people and building that is really tricky. And so we looked into it a couple times and thought there's, we're just not at the stage in our life where we can handle the bookends of what it 
what it entails. So when I um, started doing some work with Ride IQ, um, I was doing the normal teaching like a coach on there. <clears throat> and then I started, I pitched to them kind of these hack chats because I do a lot of hacking before and after my rides and I just kind of get thinking about something. Um, and instead of teaching a uh, lesson, like the platform for Ride IQ is, you know, it's kind of like a Peloton type thing that you um, are riding with the coach and they're coaching you through what they're doing. Um, but the hack chats were a little bit more theory based and a little bit more like experiences that I had had and, um, you know, things that I was thinking about, whatever was in vogue at the moment. And it could be anything from discussing like the world championships to discussing like, um, you know, the Chinese constitutions, like whatever. And then Jessa and Kinsey, uh, you know, thought, well, maybe this, we, they had thought about wanting to do a, a podcast and they just called and asked if I'd be interested in hosting it. And, um, and it was great because they do all the legwork and, um, and uh, already had a really great network of people. So I thought we could give it a go. And I really, really enjoy it. It's really, really fun. Now, how long have you been podcasting now? Um, like I said, it could be one year or one month or 10 years. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, that's one piece of research I didn't do was look back and see yeah. how many total episodes you had. Honestly, like Rob, you and I would be like, as soon as you started saying numbers a second ago, I just shut down. I like, <laughs> <laughs> like I have no idea. I'm going to let you do this math. <laughs> so, uh, I, I actually really don't know. I'll have to go and check and see, um, you know, how many episodes we've been doing and, and how long it's been going on. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that I, I you know, we, we listen to the show. Now, do you, um, you have lots of guests on. It seems like most of the guests are, I mean, you're, you're a very easy person to get along with. And, and the, the assumption is, is kind of like when I listen, it sounds like most of the people that come on, you already have a relationship with. Is that true? Mm. I don't think, are they, are you booking these folks or are you, are the girls helping find the, the people to come in, like you were talking about like the network of people. It just sounds like it's just your friends mm -hmm. and you're calling up a friend and saying, Hey, come on the show. Is that, is that kind of how it goes? Yeah, it, it has been up to this point. I mean, there's been a couple of um, like, obviously the girls send me suggestions and there's been suggestions on the, um, you know, on social media that, and most of the time <clears throat> I have some connection to the people, whether they're like really good friends or I met them one time. And, um, and so normally I do the, the reaching out. Yeah. So they've been great about asking, you know, I think last week they had some ideas and I had no connection to the people. So I said, if you have some in there, just actually send it to me and I'll reach out to them. But, um, yeah. So as of right now, it's been mostly, there's been some tie. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. And the show. So, um, <laughs> you, 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 well, before I get into like the, 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 how you do it. Cause I'm curious about how you do it. Mm. I think, I think as, I mean, we, we do a podcast and I'm curious how other people do it. Like, do you, um, just as nuts and bolts, mechanicals, I mean, do mm -hmm. you, um, do you have a certain time a day that you do this? Do you, uh, and yours is a video podcast as well. So you, if people are watching on, um, 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 Spotify, they can actually watch the video. Yeah. It's a split screen. <clears throat> mm -hmm. well, now we're doing basically the same thing, but we don't mm -hmm. record it. Cause right. I don't mm -hmm. have the bandwidth to edit two things. <laughs> so it's like, we tried it a little bit. I was like, oh, screw it, you know? And it's hard to get horseback riders. I don't know if this is hard for you, but it's hard for us to get guests for a weekly show that we can guarantee that they can be sitting down where they can, in front of a screen. And we've had Aaron Canera uh, yeah. doing trot sets. Yeah. She was literally riding her mm -hmm. horse doing the interview in a field. 
Um, so mm-hmm. what's your what's your nuts and bolts? Like, how does that work? Is it always the same time of day? Is it um, and mm-hmm. do you have like special equipment, or are you just doing it just earbuds and and copying a Zoom call? Like, how do you do this? Yeah, so <clears throat> I try and do like I normally would. I have kind of blocks of time, and it's that's more for for me, honestly, so that Tick knows that he's got to pick up the kids or do something that way. So like I try and throw out a Tuesday or a Thursday and and a three o'clock time or a five o'clock time so that because those are normally times that um, can work for me and other people can get done a little earlier, be done a little early. (laughs) Um, And and I have a mic and I have like I have a, a professional nice mic that the girl sent me and I do have a camera that they sent me. But honestly, it was such an effort to set up the mic. I haven't done the camera <laughs> yet. Um, um, yeah. And and we did. We actually built. So, in the, so I was telling you guys when we weren't on um, on air yet that my mother-in-law came and turned part of our maintenance shed into like an in-law she's shed sweet thing and there's two bedrooms in there and one of the bedrooms um tick was really sweet and was talking to the girls uh, jessa and kinsey at ride iq and actually was setting up one of the rooms as a podcast room um <clears throat> so that i'm not actually in the house or in the office and we are wait we are waiting to get our um starlink internet set up because it's kind of on the other side of the property so we're working on getting an actual room that's just dedicated to to this um, and getting that set up a little bit better because it's hard, right? Like you had talked about this, that you do all of your editing. I I have a, a same struggle that you do is I honestly have probably listened back to like four of them because I hear myself and I'm so annoyed. Um, <laughs> like, oh, this girl. And um, um, <laughs> so thankfully the girls do a lot of the, the editing. Um on that, but it would be good to have a separate space to kind of get that a little bit more organized because there's been times where I'm listening in the car and I'll call Jess or Kinsey and say, my volume is like way higher than like when I'm talking to Coleman's interview, <clears throat> you know, so there's little things like that, that unless you listen back to it and sometimes you're in a car and it sounds different than if you're listening in your ear pods, mm-hmm. you know, like all these different things that are, that we're just kind of working out still, Um, and we really are figuring it out through feedback from people that are listening, you know, and people that are, you know, you always get, you know, hopefully you get positive feedback and people are a little nervous about saying, you know, this sounds a little weird here or that's a little, and that feedback is actually really welcome because as much as I would, you know, like to, to say, I'm going to sit and listen and edit and really think about, you know, two hours of content. I probably listen to the first little bit and then I turn it off and then I do something else and then I listen again. And so you don't catch all those little things. It's like, you know, it's like Tick when he was writing his book, the amount of edits, you know, when you go through and you realize, you know, as a reader, if, if you're reading a book that, <clears throat> you know, is 40 chapters and somebody doesn't put a, an apostrophe on a can't. It's really irritating. <laughs> how, how did this get missed? <laughs> and, in a, and in a podcast, like as you guys know, it's so organic and it's so back and forth with what you're, you're doing in the moment to go back and really screen through everything is really difficult. So I think we're, we're definitely, um, you know, still a work in progress in that side of things um, for sure. I don't even know if I've even answered your question. (laughs) Basically the nuts and bolts, you know, how do you do it? And, you know, I tell you what, we've had an evolution. Like our, our very, our very first podcast episode we ever did, we started on our kitchen table Mm -hmm. 
Then we went to, like you mentioned, like we have this nice kind of, it looks kind of fancy yeah. behind us right now. We have a nice yeah. sign and all. Then we but went to our bedroom. We went to our bedroom. We had literally two, no, three uh, TV dinner stands. Like there's little, little fold folding out, tables. Fold out tables yeah. at, the, at the base of our bed. And mm-hmm. we just recorded there. So literally like mm-hmm. our Karen's, the dresser was behind us and mm-hmm. we're sitting at the foot of our bed. Yeah. And then we moved into mm-hmm. a, a spare room that. Again, but all we did was move the the, the folding <laughs> yeah. table thing the the to that room. Yeah, and then um, well, but then we got a table. Then we got a table. Uh-huh. I mean, it's I mean, this has <laughs> been a very table. very. I know. <laughs> it's been a very incremental thing. So we're doing pretty good now. Yeah. And and our internet yeah. was really bad early on, and which obviously <clears throat> you know is tough. You get people cutting out, and mm-hmm. it was tough on twofold. One is our guests are a lot of times in barns and rural places where they didn't mm-hmm. have great internet, and then our internet in our home was terrible it would drop all the time and right. we would call out the cable company and they'd say look everything's fine well here it would just be like a lazy cable guy um mm-hmm. finally they found out we had bad cables of some sort mm-hmm. or a bad something something yeah something oh, wow. bad. yeah and so that really cleared things up a lot having <laughs> reliable internet let yeah. me tell you <laughs> yeah it's huge it's huge and you don't really think of how big of a deal it is but somebody's in the middle of given a, a really interesting, engaging story and the internet drops, mm-hmm. it's, you lose a lot. And you're like, can you just say that again? When they're like, yeah. you know, really invested in something, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so I get it. And it's, it, and it is, I think, I mean, for us, it's always been a, a, a process. And I don't know, I'm a little, I guess I'm a little superstitious that I never wanted to like really, really invest a lot of money early. I mean, we had good equipment. I bought, I, I was smart with the, our investment financially, but I didn't want to set like a studio up because I felt as mm. if, and even setting up this studio that we have now, there's in the back of my mind, there's this thing like I'll get complacent, like, oh, I've arrived and, mm. and, and then somehow it'll fall apart. Like, I just feel like mm-hmm. I, I, I had to earn every, every bit of better technology that we got. So now we have a good technology. Mm-hmm. We have a mm-hmm. soundboard, um, you know, we have better mics, better headphones mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. better sound treatment. So, but you know, so, so for you, and if there's, and when we get done, I'll mm-hmm. talk to you about any, any of those little extra editing yeah, things. Cause we have um, some software that's that, that helps level out volumes and all, mm-hmm. and, and, and it makes the listening experience much better. So yeah, you might, you might, yeah. I'll, I'll let I'm you know. Definitely. Maybe send that to the yeah. girls. Um, but yeah. So now the show itself and like the, 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 your show, I really enjoyed a lot. I got to give you very big props because <clears throat> you give a lot of yourself in this show. Like you, mm. I feel like you really open up personally and, and I don't know if that's intentional or if that's just the conversations you have and your, 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 your show. And I don't know if this is intentional, but I feel like there's a lot of, you get really inside the head of your guests and you talk about struggles mm. and things like that. And I really appreciate that. Um, I'm really surprised. I don't even know how you do that. How do you get people to open up so much? I mean, it's, it's incredible like, to, to, that you get people to talk about personal stuff. You know? Cause yeah. you, really, you do a great um, job with that. And was that intentional? Thank, was that the, the show that you wanted to create or is that just how it's kind of become? Yeah, I think a little of both, you know, um, Tick and I talked about this a lot when we started it because, well, when it got asked, because, you know, there's so much, like educational stuff out there. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's what this platform is. You know, Ride IQ is a really educational, great platform. Um, you know, but there's another element to it. There's another side to everything that we do. You know, it's it's kind of the balance between like the um, 
the mental and the relationship side of stuff. And that goes to like personally, like your your mental game, your personal mental game, the relationship you have with yourself, um, and in dealing with all the things that everyone deals with, with um, pressure and expectation, failure and vulnerability, and all those things. But then, you know, you add in the element of our horses as well, which is like a crazy medium that we all use. And um, you know, having the external goals of whatever anybody's is, whether it's going to the AECs or whether it's going to the Olympic Games. Or, um, and having that, that same type of, you know, relational shit things going on with your, with your animal and with your horse. And, and what I started to realize at the more conversations we were having is that everybody's the same. Everybody's going through the same stuff. Like it doesn't matter the level that you're doing. You all feel it in the same ways and maybe you have different experiences, but, um, you know, when we started doing the podcast, Tick just kind of said, you know, we were trying to figure out if there was going to be a theme to it. And he just kind of said, explore what you what interests you because that's going to be the most genuine thing that you can talk about, right? And then people will gravitate towards that. Some people it it won't it won't resonate with, and some people it really will. Um, and so I kind of took that to heart, and I you know feel like in the last um, you know several years I've become more interested in um, you know, kind of the 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 relationship side of things, the mental game, and, and the mental game stuff has always been really important. Like I've always worked on it, thought about it, all of that sort of stuff. But um, I mean, I think that, that the world is kind of moving in a more, more um, you know organic, balanced type of how important it is. You know, Rob to get sleep. you know like how how your balance isn't something that you just are it's something that you're always working on and then when we're involved with the horses like a big thing um for tick and i is to we're always be working towards um showing that that balance and and if you can kind of take care of the balance in yourself and really make that a priority and then be aware of that when you're riding and then aware of the feedback in the back and the forth with the horses whether you're at home or in competition that that actually is going to elevate your game like it's going to be competitive it's going to make you better it's going to be um that is super interesting to me and listening and talking to people about um, how their what you know what their thoughts are around these different things you know you just kind of start bringing stuff up and like it's really amazing uh, how much thought and and work and whatnot people are, are doing around these subjects and you know and, and I think a lot of times they you know like you said I find the conversations really interesting like so I think it turns into more of a back and forth. And if I am ha- totally happy to share some experiences I have, it, it does create kind of a comfortable space. And, and that is that, that became the goal is like, I want people to, and, for, and it's selfish too. Like I want to feel like connected and I want to feel, I want to know what other people's stories are and their journeys. And the more I the more people speak and they open up about these things, the more comfortable you actually get because you realize everybody is doing the same thing. You know, like they're, it's so relatable. And then you're like, whoa, I'm not weird because I'm weird. So I would say it was a little of both. I mean, it was definitely, we thought about, um, you know, kind of the overarching theme, but most of the time, I just try and be as genuine and sincere and my curiosity and other people's journeys is genuine and sincere. And I think that's, um, you know, that, that 
helps. And, and I will say, um, right now, you know, I am, I, I, my, my, I'll be honest, like I am nervous about getting guests on that I don't know at all because I don't, I want to make sure that I'm good enough at this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm new to this part of the job of the interviewing part. And I want to make sure that I have a skill set that I can connect to people and that it kind of works and that it sticks under that theme. And so <clears throat> I am very conscious of that. And, you know, and, and that's where I, I, you know, I, I do, I'll watch, um, you know, I'll, I'll listen to podcasts or I'll listen to people interview or I'll watch stuff on, on Netflix and pay attention to how people are, you know, like, interviewing and asking questions with people that they don't know so they can kind of get into the you know a little side door of of what is the the connection part of things if that makes sense yeah. so um so yeah so right now I'm lucky that I've got a broad web of people that I kind of know and I know that there's something that I am really curious about and and that actually is often you know what I love about this part too is that there's not a ton of prep work because if you do a lot of prep work it takes away from the conversation because you stop being present in it and so um yeah so i i think that that's part of it is is really cool too because you just like in the half an hour the hour leading up i kind of ask myself like what am i really what do i really want to know about this person like what really has me interested um and then i kind of map out on a piece of paper, you know, like different, I don't, I don't make lists or questions. I just write different things that come up in my head that I'm really curious about, or I'm really like, um, interested in their process, you know, like, how do you do that? Because you look like you just have, you know, your shit together all the time. Do you? (laughs) 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 Because I'm like, whoa, you know, and, um, and I think that is, you know, that's about as, as, uh, you know, that's kind of how my prep work goes moving into that. I don't even remember what the original question is, but yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who even knows? You know, it's funny because one of the, one of the, <laughs> well, listen, this is, this is, this is, this is what it's all about. It's about chatting and talking and listening yeah. and just saying stuff. Mm. I'm interested. I don't care what the question was, what you're saying. I, I'm in, I'm loving listening to. <laughs> you mentioned about like interviewing, interviewing and being good at it. And I get it. You know, it's hard. And mm. our first guests that we had on were people that we trusted. Mm-hmm. We and were we like the little, the safety trade, the safety nest, mm-hmm. you know, where it felt like if we screwed up, like there are people that we knew and it was like, if we mess up, like they'll be generous and understand that we're mm-hmm. new at this and all. I don't think you can ever go wrong just listening too i think Mm. i think if it's interviewing if you just keep your mouth shut i think for the most part Mm -hmm. it it works out Mm -hmm. but it's funny because one of the um there was a couple podcasts i listened to when when i finally was inspired to kind of come to karen and say let's try to start this podcast and um so we're talking five years ago i was listening to all these podcasts and listening to these kind of people uh, you know who were inspiring me to be podcasting and and they were kind of podcasting coaches and i just listened to it literally on wednesday i'm listening to their podcast and they were giving advice to new podcasters and the last thing he says was i would never advise anybody to do an interview show for their first podcast and i'm like oh if, if i heard that five years ago i would have never started so thank god you know Really? Why did they say that? He uh, basically, uh, you don't want to be a bad interviewer, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I have a, I'm not a a media, I didn't go to journalism school or or media school and neither did Karen. And I think it's very easy to, 
to, I guess, to be a bad interviewer. But I think it's like anything else. Mm. If you study and you learn and you do some preparation, I mean, like I, I, I listen, I, I watched um, a lot of Tim Ferriss did a lot of stuff on how he interviews people. Tim Ferriss has a fantastic show and he interviews like these amazing people. And I learned, I followed his advice, especially early on. Like I kept his voice in my head. A lot of, uh, mm. um, you know, the fact that we tell our guests that it's edited and they have final say, that's a Tim Ferriss thing that I learned. Like he was like, look, you do this and it will make people more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and um, mm-hmm. you know, so, and he said, shut up, listen, you know, don't ask yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. Ask open-ended questions, you know, and just shut up and listen. And uh, it'll make you sound like a good interviewer. Now I'm not saying I am a good interviewer. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I think you're a very good interviewer. I'm not good at shutting up you though. guys to see how you do your. My but problem is funny, shutting up. <laughs> yeah. But there's a balance, right? Because I do, I agree. Like I often try and come back. Like if I feel myself going down that wordy winding path, uh, you know, I just like, I'll write even to myself, like, this is not about you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I'll just, just remember that this is not about you. Like, but some of those stories connect, right? Like there is a back and forth. So it is, I think it is important to have, I mean, I, and I enjoy like, y'all's podcast because there is a back and forth there is a like you're you're educated in what you're interviewing about and that i think is nice and engaging for the person that is being interviewed you know they don't feel like it's falling on deaf ears or somebody that doesn't understand or get you know and that feedback is really important if you're going to continue to respond do you know what i'm saying like it feels it feels important anyway it feels more comfortable i don't know well i think that if you're genuinely interested yeah, it 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 comes through. Like mm-hmm. you're clearly genuinely interested in the topics you're talking about, and that's why it, it works for you. You know, what I mean? and I'm Karen and I are inquisitive people, and we enjoy. You know, we're just fans of the sport. So again, it's you know, like Sinead. You know, the first time you came on the show, it's huge. It's like, wow, we got Sinead yeah. Halpin. Like you know, uh, <laughs> Halpin at the time, but or, or you were Maynard at the time, but you were still Halpin to us. But you know, that was one of the names that we called her at the beginning. But. You know, but it's a big deal for us. So obviously we're just like, oh, this is, this is our chance to listen. Hey, you mentioned not too long ago and you kind of said it under your breath a little bit. I'm pretty sure I caught this. Like you said that you kind of wished that you had studied psychology or maybe became a psychologist. Mm. Is that, is that, did I hear you correct? Like maybe because you've also, (laughs) and your your second interview with us was 146 and that was the the C6 equestrian Mm -hmm. when you were Mm -hmm. kind of partnered up with Meta Larson and Dr. Jenny Susser. And uh, clearly Mm -hmm. it was passionate for you then, you know, they were more, or uh, Dr. Jenny was the clinical doctor Mm -hmm. of the group, but clearly you were interested in the the mental game. Um, Mm -hmm. So can you tell us, is that something that you're interested in? Is that something that maybe you would pursue uh, or is this just kind of, your own journey and, 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 and is C6 still going? What's, what's happening over there? Yeah. So, um, a couple of things. Yeah. It's very interesting to me, but I still, I feel like, um, not totally going down that road of like the, um, like the, uh, like the schooling part of it right now is allowing me to be really open with my interest in that side of the work. Like right now, like I'm totally into the nervous system, like learning from like the polyvagal theory and like the bottom up approach instead of the top down approach. Like that to me is so cool. And I think if I, um, you know, had decided whatever, I'm going to go online and I'm going to get my, you know, study a degree. I feel like a wealth 
of information to be so interesting. But right now, I'm not totally... I'm just a lot more open into like the learning, all of it, and just seeing what's interesting. And, um, and I mean, people that become... I mean, PhDs and doctors, I mean, it's an incredible amount of time and work and energy. And, um, and for me personally, I really, my main goal is, is to help my horses, help myself and help the people that, uh, you know, that we engage with, that we teach to be a better coach and to be a, you know, a, a great mom and a great wife and, and, you know, give back to my sport in a way that I feel like, um, there's like understanding and, and, you know, there's certain positions that you feel like, you maybe the goal is not to be a a role model per se, but when you're in certain positions, um, you're going to be like, there are a lot of people in the sport that I look up to and, and, and I'm noticing what they're doing. And I want to make sure that I'm, um, you know, uh, educated enough that I, uh, kind of show up to those roles. Um, so the work that we did with C6 was so awesome because I got so much like information. I mean, I, I did get to work with, you know, a, a, a sports psych, psychologist and, and, uh, you know, somebody that is so brilliant, like Jenny is just like one of the smartest people I've ever met. And I was around her like three hours a day, every day, I felt like I was in school. <laughs> and, um, but she's got a real cool independent, like overview, and she understands the horses and she works like in the field um, constantly. And then Meta really brings, um, you know, like she it, by trade was an osteopath, and she has an amazing eye and um, you know, Jenny would be the extroverted center of the room person and Meta would be the, like, I'm watching on the corner, you know, type of person. And I'm a little bit in, in between, you know, I would laugh all the time. I'm like the test dummy, you know, I'm like, well, let me get on and see what I can do. So, um, you know, so that was so fun. And unfortunately, I think, you know, we didn't kind of survive after through COVID. Hey, puppy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a podcast unless there's a dog on every show. We were just interviewing someone last night and they were like, the dog's going crazy. We're like, look, just let the dog. It's, it's, yeah, it's for horse people. They, we will get it. They got something to say. Um, but, you know, we didn't quite make it through COVID as a group. And I think there were a few different things that factored into that. I think um, we, all three of us, what we, we didn't really realize, which we realized at the time, is that we weren't ready to 100% invest in that full time. And we, we had different things, independent things that were pulling at us. And in order for that to really be a go, we had to be like pretty much 100% in. It was a big undertaking. Um, so when it came down to it, you know, like working with horse and country and putting out, um, you know, virtual contact, a, we, we had three really big personalities that were trying to, again, figure out what, what is our overarching message? And everybody brought a little bit of different stuff to, or a lot of different stuff to the table. So, you know, I think we, in order, I, and I, you know, like to me, it's still on the table, but it's going to be something for us, maybe at a different point in our careers, because Jenny still, she has a lot of stuff that she's launching independently. Meta have a, has a ton of stuff she needs to do. For me, I have a young family and my own goals here. And so we were meeting. I mean, we were having three, four hour sessions a day. And financially, it wasn't really doable. And um, and it, it just became something that we kind of were like, you know what? Right now, this is awesome. The experience has been amazing. Let's shelf it for a little bit. Go out and do these things. And I mean, I talk to Jenny and Meta and see them probably, you know, once a week. You know, like they're they're 
five minutes down the road for me. So we still kind of get get these kind of brainstorming sessions, and it's really electric and awesome. And um, yeah, so it was a it was an awesome awesome experience, and I hope it takes shape somewhere soon in the future when there's just a little bit more. Is there ever more time? No, <laughs> no, no never. No, and and never. you think as the kids get older, there'll be all of a sudden oh, yeah, there'll no. be more time though. It's no, terrible. it's not. <laughs> well, I definitely highly recommend everyone check that out on Horse and Country mm-hmm. if they have a Horse and Country subscription. I mean, you guys hit the ground running. It was like, boom. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember you guys came on the show and it was like kind of early on. It was like, hey, we got this. <clears throat> you had Meg Kep was one of the riders in it. And mm-hmm. she really uh, mm-hmm. opened up. Mm-hmm. And she was your groom at one time, too. So you you two mm-hmm. go way back. So <clears throat> that was fun for me. I know it, C6 was for women. But I snuck mm. in and I watched. <laughs> Rob wanted to join in. <laughs> You're an ally. You're yeah. an ally. Yeah. <laughs> so I snuck in and I watched because, well, because I'm an inquisitive person. I'm curious and and um, you know, of course, there's carrier between guys and girls. You know, so I learned, and I don't even ride horses, but it's for me. It's it's just I'm just I love I love the headspace stuff too, and that might be part of the reason also yeah. why I love your your show so much. So. But um, yeah. awesome. So that, I appreciate you answering that. Yeah. I was, I'm hoping that the, the ladies yeah. are all good and all that. Yeah. I think we even had Dr. Jenny on once yeah. independently, uh, separately, I think. Maybe it was a, a, a going with the C6. I don't remember. There's been a lot of interviews, yeah. but we I definitely have okay. <laughs> <laughs> But very cool. Uh, see see what we do. Well, I do all the talking. Do. I, I get it. I get this is it. where I edit You don't have that video, so you can just punch each yeah, other. No. <laughs> This segment is brought to you by Red and Goat Equestrian. Get your all weather out of wear by going to redandgoatequestrian.com. Okay, so the podcasting, you have that going on and you have the two kids. So what is going on with your your horse business with Tech? Mm, You're busy. mm, What isn't? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Um um, yeah, it's been really, really fun actually, because I, like, as you guys know, when you have kids, it really makes you like, uh, focus on your time management. <laughs> um, and it's been great for us because, you know, there's just no, no option other than to really figure out how to, um, like capitalize is such an industrial word, but capitalize on the time that we have in the barn and, um, and, and what we want to be doing, you know, like, uh, we're both in our forties now. And, um, and so it's kind of like this, which I, it's kind of like this sweet spot in our career because we both have really explored a lot of different things. And now we kind of feel like we get to go, okay, now what do we where do we want to focus? What do we want to do? What are we, you know, it's kind of the the conversation, honestly, we had about the podcast, like what is interesting? What's going to keep us inspired? Um, and not feel like every day we're waking up going, Oh God, you know, um, which we, we still do that because our wake up times, you know, with a five month old or sometimes 3am, but, um, (laughs) but, um, so, you know, as you evolve your business, which you hopefully are always doing, um, we really um, decided to focus on two angles. And that is kind of the clinics and the competition. Like that's what really gets us, up, you know, gets us going. We both really enjoy clinicking and teaching. And we both really enjoy competing. And now there's always an overarching theme of that. Like, what are we teaching in our clinics? And what are what are our focuses uh, in our competition? And so that's different. But the 
you know, the, the model of the business, we, we decided we really want to focus on these two aspects. And there's always going to be um, stuff in between like, you know, shipping lessons and um, some, you know, some breakers, some young horses were starting and stuff like that. But um, um, to kind of bridge those gaps. But so then we started focusing on the clinics and decided, well, Tick and I have often like we do a camp down here in the winter and we do that together. And there's a handful of places that we go and we teach clinics together and we love it. Like it's so fun. It's like you guys, you know, doing this podcast together. When we get to go and coach a clinic together, it's just super fun. Um, cause I'm fortunate. I really like my husband yeah. and, um, nice. <laughs> and then we thought, well, like now we have these two kids, wouldn't it be because like we go up to New York and we, we teach up in, in uh, New York at this really great, uh, farm of Troy wings. And we brought Brooks with us a couple times and it's been really fun. And he always has somebody that's watching him. So we looked at, and then we have a couple of, uh, friends that come here and they um, come and teach three or four day clinics here and they just bring their horses and they bring their camper. And so we bought a camper and said, all right, let's, let's see if we can put together some type of tour, like a clinic tour where we hit, you know, we go for 10 days and we do two days here and two days here and two days here, have some travel days in between and see what that looks like. Um, and then it's easier because we have this block of time away. We can bring the kids with us. We're so fortunate. We have an amazing au pair and she's like loves traveling and being on the road because she's from, um, Ecuador. And so she wants to see everything in the U S so, yeah, so we did kind of a practice tour, um, uh, last, I don't know, August, September. I don't even know what month it is. Maybe it was August. Um, and we did... Uh, We're we September did now. <laughs> We're September now. So it was August. Maybe it's July. <laughs> <laughs> um, it must have been July. <laughs> um, and we did... We really did eight states in eight days. And with two kids and, you know, Allison and Tick and I. And it was actually so fun. Um, you know, we had a couple of travel days in between. We did two... Um, two different clinics. We camped out at, you know, KOAs. We went to farms that had uh, hookups at their places and, and it was great. And we learned a ton. Um, and we actually changed, we, we looked at the model of how we were teaching the clinics and we changed that too. You know, there's a very standard, um, from my experience in the eventing world, there's a very standard model of a clinic. You know, you go and you, it's like rapid fire teaching. You know, you have five groups of five to six people and you don't stop talking for 48 hours. <laughs> and, um, and again, Tick and I wanted to be able to teach uh, some of the theory, be able to have a more, um, you know, a more one-on-one, more intimate uh, relationship with the attendees. And, um, and really feel like more of a connection. Um, and that was important to us. And and also for people to really feel, I mean, it's expensive to go and it, not only for what you're paying to come to these clinics, but what you're giving up. And a lot of people that come to the clinics have jobs and kids and family, and they're giving up their weekend to go to this clinic, which is often two to four hours away. And they're in there for an hour and a half. And maybe if there's six people in that lesson, they get, you know, two tidbits, which are often awesome, but you don't get the connection that for us, we find really important. So we switched the structure around a little bit where um, they're smaller groups that we do. Um, we do talks in the morning. 
So we kind of have a theory that we're talking about and we get the, those um, or a concept and those go out before we before we get to the clinic, what we're discussing. Um, so maybe it's like the, you know, like five motivations of, of horses or something about horse behavior or something um, with how to deal with fear or whatever that's going to be. We have a, a chat in the morning and normally tick, we'll run one or I'll run another one. Then we do our lessons. Then we do a lunch demo um, or another talk as well. Then one of our sponsors, like we've had um, our Absorbing is just like the most amazing company. So we've had Absorbing, we've had Neutrina sponsor um, uh, a lunch or a wine and cheese at the end of the day, which is for riders only, riders and auditors. Um, and it's again, it's kind of a Q&A and we encourage people to bring their questions from the day so that you have something that we can kind of get this conversation going. So again, it's not um, just like we're all going to go to a, a dinner and whoever's gets the chairs right next to whoever the clinician is gets their ear. You know, it's like this is a round table like you guys paid for the time here. Let's talk. You know, let's what questions do you have? So that to us is like so cool and so fun. And it's again, kind of like these podcasts where it's just a, more of a back and forth and more of a conversation. So, so that is, so we have, so we did that. And then we've already got our dates out for four clinic tours for 2023. Um, so we're trying to, um, we're trying to hit, um, you know, the, the South, the Northwest, the Northeast, and possibly something out a little bit further West. And if that's going to come, we ha- we aren't totally connecting out there yet. So, and we have a lot of interest in the Northeast. So we might end up shifting um, those. So yeah, so those tours, the goal is to have each of the tour dates would have three independent clinics in each space wow. so that we would go and do that. Are they um, filled out? Are they filled out now or, or, or uh, two of them are and two of them aren't. So, um, yeah, so we'll, you know, we can, we can maybe share that information with you guys after this. And, um, so if there's interest, they can certainly reach out to us in that area or find out where they are. Yeah, Um, for sure. That sounds like a fantastic, it sounds like very, um, like you see like the adult amateur day camps and stuff like that. It sounds very like that. Like it's, it sounds like Mm. a great opportunity. It Mm. sounds very, very awesome. I, I, I could you. see where that would that like I'm glad that you're, you're having to, you're you're able to put it out in such detail that people really get to hear what they're going to get out of this because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think it, it, it is different than what most people are getting most people are getting that you know mm-hmm. that one hour with the coach and then maybe they mm-hmm. put their horse on a trailer and order for a bit maybe come back and like you say sit mm-hmm. next to the, the, the you know the coach and try to pick their brain and whatever but mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic yeah. and like you know what I really like Karen <clears throat> I like I like that Sinead said she likes her husband. Like, I think that's, <laughs> I know that, look. Out of I, all that you said. Well, because I think that that's. Hang on to that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's, I, you know, it's a tough. I like my husband too. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty fond of you too. <laughs> but I think that it's Yay. nice. I think it's nice. I, 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 you know, it's a tough sport and you see different relationships. Mm. Uh, the, the professional riders in particular, you know, you see it run the gamut from, like you're even curious that these people are even married any more than just on paper sometimes. And th- then there'll be people that like, you know, they, their, their spouses uh, who, who maybe don't ride, but they travel with them everywhere. Like, you know, they're involved mm-hmm. and you're the people who are, they're both professionals and they're going two different directions. And you're just like, wow. Like I married mm-hmm. my wife cause I enjoyed being with her, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, I, I, I would hope that most people are like that. So I just thought it was nice that, mm-hmm. that you found a way to, to do that and, and travel and have the family together and you're, you're, mm. you're building family time as well as your business mm-hmm. and helping others. I mean, yeah. like that's a talk about an all encompassing kind of thing that you're doing. You're able to help other people have a relationship, build family memories, be with your kids, mm. you know, make money all, all at the same time, <laughs> same country, you know, like have an all pair to yeah. able to kind of see. So I just think it's really, really cool. And I love it. And I hope that, um, I, I hope that people hear this and maybe contact you and say, Hey, and if you did listen to this, yeah. let Sinead know that you heard it yeah. here. Cause I know if I, maybe <laughs> yeah. we should sponsor Thank one you. Karen. Maybe we should there sponsor we one. There we go. Yeah. Cool. How do we do that? Hmm. Totally. Message us and let oh, us know if you'd be interested in us hosting one. Oh, well. Not you. Maybe you listeners. guys come, come, come on tour. Come on tour with us. No. Oh. <laughs> I'll be like, one you, of can these... bring it, you can bring it live. I do the, uh, I'll be the mixologist. The camper is very big. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to do a camper. One big someday. happy family. I would like to do a camper and tour around too. Like I would love to do this show on a camper and go fun. around and to kind of do like you're doing, but except not giving clinics because I have nothing to offer anybody. But go and you know visit Aiken and Ocala and Weck and go out west and just drive mm-hmm. around and then have people hop into camper and we do interviews in there yeah. and then yeah. that'd be fun. Karen. Yeah, it would be. Hmm, that'd be amazing. Figure out how to make that happen. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. You can dream it. You can do it. That's there true. I believe it. There you go. You, go. you it. put it out there. So I love it. I love that yeah. idea. Um, and I remember when you guys sat down in the camper, and I was curious. I, I, I know on social media you put it out there that you were doing that. So I, I appreciate that you shared so much. And I think that's real exciting. Mm-hmm. As far as competition, you're still competing. I know you're, you 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 clipped yeah. your wing a little bit, so you're a little out. Are you are you back? Are you on the mend? I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. So that. That was the other, you know, the other end of the spectrum there where these camps helped us out is because then when we're at home, we can really focus on what we're doing at home. I mean, we kind of, you know, like everybody, we're yes people, you know, like you want, you want a lesson, you want a lesson. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going here, I'm going there. And then what we really decided to move towards, um, you know, how, however it, it started was that we started a couple of syndicates and, um, creating that, you know, we will take horses and training. We are happy to do that. But, you know, on the token side for the horses and the space that we have here is that if you have a horse coming here in training, that we offer one or two of these syndicates that you would be a part of as well. So that the the home team is the same, that it's a real back and forth relationship that we're happy and invested to help you with your horse and, and train your horse. And you're involved with our team and own part of this horse that's competing as well. So that our, you know, so that we're not forty horses deep um, here at home and running like crazy. It's it's we the business part of it is really on the road, and the business part of it in house are competition horses and syndicate horses and and horses that are for that end of our stuff because you know that's the continued education, that's the dream, that's the goal, and. Um, it, well, there's, you know, there's two sides of it. There's, there's always going to be the business side. And I still, I think you can hold on to the, to the dreams and the goals and all of that together. Cause that's the inspiration behind the other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to have both. And, um, so that at home is where we're, where that's landing a little bit more. Um, so I, um, I actually just got back from Germany from a, a, a trip in Germany, looking for another horse for our copper line elite syndicate, which is really super cool. 
And so we've got a couple horses vetting for that. And then um, I've got a few people now that I'm chatting with on the breeding side, on the kind of the North American breeding side, because we'd really like to partner um, on that side as well. So, you know, I was reading this book that got recommended a couple of times, the Atomic Habits book. Have you guys read that? It's really no. good. And you know what's funny? It got recommended to me a few times and I didn't read it because I thought the name what's was it dumb. Called? Which one is it? What's it called? <laughs> it's called it's called Atomic Habits. Atomic no, I Habits. I did start reading the tennis book, the 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 one about tennis that you Inner mentioned. Game of tennis. Like so so you mentioned it on your show and I started listening to that on the audiobook. Um but yeah, so I'll I'll have to do the Atomic Habits. That's, yeah, that's the, you'll like it. You'll the Atomic. Yeah, I'm I'm starting it for a second time right now, actually. Um, but and I just like have my highlighter taking notes. But um, you know, it talks about the difference between like goals and systems. So it's a little bit like uh, you know, outcome process and outcome goals. But you know, it's like the goal is fine; it sets the direction, but the systems are what make that what what just will make the goal happen. And if you don't have the systems then in place, then you know, a goal is just lost in the wind, right? But then it also really gets into the science behind habits and things that your your neural system will support, your nervous system will support, and also that it's that habits are less about motivation and more about environment. And we really think that habits are about how motivated you are and that or what your goal is, like how realistic that is. And it's not really, it's about like the environment that you put yourself in and how you put friction around kind of the wrong thing and a little less friction around the thing that's the right habit or certain habit stacking things. Um, so it's really, really interesting. And so what we found when we're kind of looking, you know, taking a, a little bit of a view of our, our current situation with horses and that type of thing. And I think this is some people have really figured this out and then there's a majority of us that have not. <laughs> um, and that is that we get really focused on the immediate goal, the immediate solution. And we make that happen. So we figure out how to get that one horse or like for us, we, we've done a few sales and we've gotten some money through those sales or we've created one syndicate. And so we've bought that one horse, you know, and um, which is great. But the way that, you know, the way the sport is going and the way that you really need to be um, like successful and a re repeat customer is that you've got to have that flow, right? That flow of horses in the barn. And, and some people are, have really, you know, had wonderful owners and wonderful supporters, but you know, that to me is a little bit like, this is a weird story, but just stick with me. Um, the, uh, <laughs> like when I, when I was a kid, I just remember so much being so um, naive. And I had, I was at this barn with this, um, this girl that had the most beautiful horse and uh, the horse's name was out, out of the blue. Never forget it. And I just thought every day when I went to the barn, I was just so sure if I showed up and I was really nice and really polite that, and I would dream about this all the time, that they would just give the horse to me. <laughs> Remember the girl that, that they would just give this pony to me. And, um, you know, it, it never happened. Right. And, but at the time I thought it was really a realistic thing. Like, they're going to see that I'm here working really hard and they're just going to give that pony to me. And, you know, stranger things have happened, but it didn't. Right. And that's a little bit, sometimes this, um, idea that like, if I work really hard, I'm just going to meet this person. That's just going to pay for my dreams. Right. They're just going to give me millions of dollars. Right. And stranger things have happened, right? Like that does happen when, when goals align and, and all that sort of thing, but doesn't it feel a little, 
out of your control if you're just sitting there waiting for that to happen, That's right? It. it does feel a little bit unnerving. Yeah. And so like we went back and they were like, okay, what is the system that we need so that we can, you know, always have some flow of horses through the barn and, you know, that two twice a year. And this system, I've, I remember having this conversation with Will Coleman probably seven years ago. And, the, and he had, it, it kept buying through a syndicate, a couple of, a couple of, four-year-olds, a couple, three-year-olds. And those are the horses that he has now, right? Some filtered out. And so, and now you look at his string right now, like he had those horses when they were four and five, you know, like, and he just kept rolling through that. And you got to have the big, the system and the bigger goal. Now there are, there is a short-term need, right? Like you have to solve the short-term thing. You need the one horse that you're going at the level and you're doing the things, but then you've got to create a system where there's some more flow. So this is very long-winded. I'm sorry. So, you know, so that's what we're, that's a, a big focus of ours right now is trying to figure out a system that allows us, whether it's, you know, two-year-olds or three-year-olds or figuring out a partnership with, um, with a, a breeder here that we kind of every couple, every, every year, there's two or three horses. Now those horses might not be this, top thing, but there's always this flow going through. And then on the syndicate side that we have enough skin in the game that if we're selling something that we have enough money over here. Now I'm not, I'm not talking like horses are insanely expensive right now. I'm, I mean, I'm talking like that there's a, you know, a, a X amount over here that we also always are able to be spotting and looking. So if a three-year-old or a four-year-old comes on, on the market that we're able personally to buy that horse and get it into the system as well. And then we just decide we're always that system. There's always enough in there that we can be, we can have options, right. That we're, we're organized that way. Um, you know, and then if something amazing over here happens and, um, you know, there's a, a sponsor or somebody that, that comes in, that's got like-minded goals as us, cause that's very important, um, for us it is that we're, everybody has the same, um, overarching, uh, like morals isn't the right word, but, um, you know, and they want to be a part of that crew. Great. But we're not kind of that, you know, that kid in the middle of the ring, just wishing somebody's going to give us a horse that we kind of take a little bit more ownership of that. And, um, you know, and, and then that feels good. So that, that really has been, you know, what we've been working on lately is, okay, what, what is our job? What are we good at? What is inspiring us? And that, that clinic stuff is awesome for that. And then how do we create the barn where it's functioning, it's a machine, it's working, it's a system. And that certainly the goal gives us the direction of where that's what the systems we put in place are. Um, but that the systems are more important than the goal, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, and like when, when you created Access Copper Line, that was as much like a, mm. a that that was a. That was like the, the the business name, the bar name, the the company name, but it was also a philosophy. It was a system. It was a mm-hmm. partnership. Am I am, am I am I understanding that right? Like there was mm-hmm. more than just a name of your business now, like your your farmer. You know, everyone has mm-hmm. their name. It was a along with that came the the syndicate options and and your your unique yes. way of putting things together. So 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even that's kind of, you know, when we started there, we're like, okay, we're going to have educational material, we're going to do this, this, that. And then we realized like, whoa, that's moving, that's that's taking us in a different direction mm-hmm. from this clinics and this yeah. barn stuff. And and whereas we, w- we want that to be a part of it at some point, more what we're seeing is that eventually with these clinics that we would actually be able to bring someone along that could just grab the content as we're doing it and then edit that into something that over, you know, by 2025, then that, that, um, content is just making itself. And then yeah. when we get to the point that we want to put that out there, then we can do that. You know, that's like where Schiller's, um, all of his training videos, he was just videoing stuff in hundreds of videos in his library before he created his, um, you know, his, uh, club or membership, whatever. So you just want something you're already doing, kind of making that yeah. stuff. And, and I think, uh, originally we had thought we were going to do that. And then we thought that's spreading too thin, mm-hmm. taking away from those kind of two ends. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I think, uh, look, it's very smart. And, and I, I appreciate the fact that you are, you, you try to innovate, you try to come up with, uh, you know, I get it. Like, and, and the sport's changing. The horses are changing. Mm-hmm. What you need to do to kind of work your horsepower it, for your system, for your lifestyle, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, everything. So everyone, and that's why we do like our show is like, we try to talk to people and hear how they do their business. You know, some people are in sales, some people are in this, yeah. so, you know, some people just have, you know, they, they, they have that one owner that basically runs their whole string and supports mm-hmm. their farms and, and everything. Everyone has their different way. And, and that's why mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And the fact that it's evolving and that you and tick can talk about these things. And I, I think that's really uh, awesome. And I think it's fantastic. And I hope that people listening, you know, I, I'm intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very oh, yeah. cool to hear it. I, I love, I love yeah. talking to Shanique Karen. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love being on the show. I'm oh, telling you, on the road with us. Yeah. <laughs> and access copper line, take on the world. There you go. <laughs> so, um, we've kept her on for a long time. I know. Karen. We should we probably have. start winding this thing down. So th- we always ask, and uh, this might be springing this on you. Did you have any sponsors that you wanted to shout out or, if you have any sponsors you want yeah, to share. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're so, 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 so lucky with our sponsors. Like I had said before, Absorbing is the most phenomenal company and it, it really leans towards our, um, you know, it's, it's organic, it's American made. It's, it started as a family business. The, the company is um, on the other end of the line. You know, we talk to them a lot. Um, Neutrina is a super sponsor for us. Webabita, again, our um, um, ERS English Riding Supply, you know, they're so great because you can get everything from there from britches to brushes, um, which is a pretty, you know, in this modern world, when you want a one-stop shop, <laughs> that's where you can kind of hit that. You know, we're, we're now working with um, Charlie Toda and Toda Saddlery, which is um, t- the Toda Comfort Fit, which they are mainly a dressage um they, they have an amazing dressage saddle. And so now we're actually designing jump tack, which is so fun. So, uh, which is a process I was like mind blowing for me to be a part of that, like, and kind of stressful because we're on our 11th dressage or our 11th jump saddle. Wow. <laughs> and uh, that we're, you know, that it, we like started with the J1 jump one and, you know, Charlie made it. And I was like, I don't know the right words, but I like this. I don't like this. And so we made J2, J3, J4. And uh, yeah, when we got to J9, I was so excited. I called and said, this is the one. (laughs) Um, Like I love it. And and it was funny because one of the, the, 
things that was really different was that is the balance of a jump saddle versus a dressage saddle. So the first saddle that he made, I thought it was going to fall off the front end, you know, because you want to be a little back there. And I couldn't figure out what was going on, but I was like, I am just going to fall off at the walk. And, um, so that's been, that's been really cool. So we're hoping that those saddles and that gear, it's beautiful stuff. And the tack is amazing. And Charlie's a genius. Um, and it's been a really educational thing to get along with that. So, um, yeah, so that's been, that's been really fun. And Kep Italia, the Kep helmets, which was so fun watching the world championships because it was like Kep and it was in Italy and it was everywhere. And they're just such beautiful helmets. So we're, we're lucky with our crew. That's cool. Hey, so the saddle, I, I'm very curious about this. Mm-hmm. That sounds really, really exciting. That sounds really, really cool yeah. to be on the inside. Was that, was that you and Tick both riding and doing this or was this mostly you? It was a little of both. Um, yeah. And Tick was funny because he was just like, he'd get in it. He'd be like, I don't like it. I don't know why. And then he'd get <laughs> off and I was like, Okay. Um, and it was a little tricky because obviously he's a lot bigger than I am. And so that's going to feel different. So I was trying to figure out, is it the size of the saddle that you don't like, or is it the actual saddle that you don't like? Um, so it's been more me on the kind of trying to figure out the wording and working with Charlie and working with Meta. Meta actually is working pretty closely with this as well. She's the one that got me, um, connected with Charlie. Um, and so, yeah, it's us, that's both doing a little bit of yeah. everything. And I, I still think Tick is like jumping in, in the, he's happy enough with like the J seven. I think he's in that <laughs> one. Um, our, our downstairs, like I was in there yesterday and Lindsay, um, one of our head girls, she's like, so all these saddles, like, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> well, I, was curious so, if, um, I was curious if there was different male to female anatomy if you found in this process, I mean, besides obviously your difference in size, physical, but did, did, yeah. did that ever come up like a uh, male versus female anatomy and how the saddles fit the different size twists and things of that sort? Yeah. It's more in the twist. Yeah. It's, it's more. And I really like a very narrow close contact feel and tick is going to, it would be like feeling a little bit more like, um, you know, that there's, it's flatter and bigger, uh, for him with a, with a broader twist okay. is, is definitely what he's more comfortable with. And the cool thing about these saddles, actually, one of my, A is that there's an amazing shoulder freedom. And then B, cause everything's pulled back a little bit. So when you look at shoulder free saddles now, normally they just, they cut them back so that it's not limited. Um, it's not limited in the forward motion, but a lot of the muscle is built or inhibited in the backwards motion of the leg, how it pulls back. Um, and when we look at it, we're just thinking about it coming up. And, um, so these saddles, like where even the stirrup bar is, everything's further back. So it doesn't, so that the shoulder actually has the range on the back side of the swing, which is really interesting if you actually watch the motion of a leg work. Um, and that it also has a metal gullet. So you can literally change it for any horse. So you can buy one saddle and you don't have to buy a new saddle when you buy a new horse. Like you can always change the the size, which is awesome because cool. I mean, saddles are a million dollars. So right. if you don't have to buy a new one, <laughs> every time, it's great. saddles are one mm-hmm. thing I would love to get a, a good independent saddle personal to really talk about mm-hmm. saddles because you talk to yeah. a rep. I mean, look, everyone that comes on that has a saddle sponsor yeah. loves their saddle. Right. And everyone, yeah. and I believe everyone loves their saddle because they're, mm-hmm. it fits them and that's what they like and, and, and the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I really want to talk to, I mean, you talk to someone who, you know, wool flog versus the, the, the foams and mm-hmm. the different foams mm-hmm. and the different trees and the different mm-hmm. materials and the different. And the thing is, if you talk to a salesperson, they're going to tell you what makes their saddle the best and why it's better. Yeah. And, and, and I, totally. and I appreciate that. And I, and I believe that they believe mm-hmm. it, but then at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
I walk away from every saddle company feeling like that's the one. Yeah. Totally. If you're a saddle fitter out there, you're, you're an, a saddle expert and you can mm-hmm. honestly t- t- talk freely about this. Give me a ring. I'd like to, yeah. I'd like to have you on and let's talk about saddles. Cause I'm yeah. very curious. We don't yeah. have a saddle sponsor. So for us, it's, it's not like we have to like worry totally about independent. Yeah. feathers. Mm-hmm. So, cause I would like mm-hmm. to learn that and be educated. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so that's that. So, so, Hey, just uh, you know, I hate to. I, I don't. I could talk to you all day, but obviously, look, you're carving out time for us. You just got back from Europe. You got the kids. Tick's watching the kids. You, you have a business. Run. Last thing, just um, how do people follow? How do people follow your business, the podcast, things like that? Like anything you, you know, how to and and people who want to maybe I'll learn more about the clinic tours. Um, mm-hmm. How do people? Follow yeah, along? so we have, we have a website. It's Access Copperline Equestrian. So there's contact information on there. We are on Instagram. I'm, I I hear we're on TikTok. That's one of my girls is <laughs> doing that. I don't know that. <laughs> um, but you know, across all this, all of the social media platforms I know of, anyway, um, there on our website, there's a link to Instride, which is the podcast I do for um, Ride IQ, and that podcast uh if you're a member of ride iq it basically the podcast launches on tuesday and if you're not you can access it on wednesday via um spotify or apple Podcasts or all those platforms as well um or you know there's like the phone anyone could call me (laughs) (laughs) there you go well you know it's funny you say that because some people are like you know what like uh, you know we're afraid of the phone today Mm -hmm. you know we're we're it's it's now for some people it's intrusive like who the hell is calling me right (laughs) yeah i would say you know like for me i i literally i like me email me all that i'm i if somebody sends me facebook messages i will be honest i don't see them that much i i don't notice that and it'll be like I'll see something and it's like three weeks later. I'm like, Oh my God. Tick on the other hand, it's, it's like this weird thing that there's this, uh, idea that women are the ones that like to talk on the phone. Tick is on the, I mean, he just calls all, I mean, he'll call me five times a day and I'm like, what do you need? And, um, so please, please call tick. If anybody wants to talk on the phone, call tick. He will answer. He will answer anybody's call. He will sit on the phone for an hour. Just call him please. So he stops calling me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I'll, so t- I'll tell you what I'm going to, I said before the show started, I told us a, a little joke to Sinead. Okay. So if it's okay with you, Sinead, I will only put the joke up there and the laughs. Um, stay to the very end. And you'll hear my my joke. Okay. What do you think, Shanae? Is that sound okay with a little Easter egg? I think that's a great. You have to listen to the very end, so because uh, um, you get to hear a little bit of the laughs <laughs> that we had before we <laughs> actually started recording. <laughs> we were recording, but we were just chatting it up. So, yeah. so Shanae, Karen, was this fantastic? This is, yeah, always. Shanae, it's always great. To Thank you so so much, Thank and you. you're you're always you always give such thoughtful answers, and your show's fantastic, and what you guys mm-hmm. are doing at Access Copperline is fantastic, and we love your husband, and and we love that you guys love each other still. <laughs> <laughs> so much love, all the love. Unless he calls oh, her five love. times a day. Yeah, yeah, until he calls. Right? <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so that's, much. You can still love and be irritated. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, look at Karen. Uh, <laughs> you and Sinead can probably do some like. Yeah. You, I'm like, you can, you like can, I feel uh, like you don't love me. I'm like, I do. You're just driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> those, those things are independent. Uh, that's funny. Well, keep up everything you're doing. Yeah. We love it. We, we look forward to listening to the show every week. And um, just thanks again for being our guest. 
awesome to be here as always. And thank you guys for doing such a wonderful job with your podcast. I know everybody enjoys it, myself included. And thank you for making those long drives even longer because I just stay in the car and keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and never miss an episode of the Major League Eventing Podcast. Well, I told a joke to Karen's mom oh, once, and it didn't go over too well. <laughs> and, it, and it says, do you know what the difference between outlaws and in-laws is? Outlaws are wanted. <laughs> that is really good. That's actually, Tick is going to love that. <laughs> she didn't take it as well as you are. You know? <laughs> I think, I think my, uh, that even my mom, my mom says, she's like, you know, family's like fish. You got to throw it out after three days. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) like everybody's got to have some space.